0: The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now from the Surf Coast Times is the associate editor of that publication, James Taylor. Good morning. Good to have you back on the show. Good morning,
1: Mitchell. Good to be back and good to be out of lockdown too, I must say.
0: Certainly is. And it's actually surreal to me, and I said this a couple of times already this morning, that when we last spoke to you, we were still in lockdown five and uh, you were keen to duck off to hear what the Premier had to say and to start writing your various articles and contributing to the coverage. So since we last spoke to you only two weeks ago, we've come out of a lockdown. We've been into another lockdown and we've come out of that lockdown again.
1: That's right. It is very much it is very much a case of swings and roundabouts at the moment, and what are those situations where the, where the where the circumstances change almost day by day. Really, I mean, this is this is what happens when you start getting wild cases if I can call them that of COVID nineteen out of the community, especially these mystery cases where no one no one knows where they came from, and no one no one's really no one's actually hooked, linked them up with any of these cases, so no one's really quite sure where they've been either. So. You kind of have to sort of watch the watch the numbers with the sort of the sense of trepidation every day because you never know what happened. I know, it certainly came as a surprise to me. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you think, but when um, Dan Landry's made his announcement yesterday that regional Victoria was going to come into lockdown as of as of midnight, so as of as of what time is it now? As of as of ten and a half hours ago, um, everyone. Uh, my reaction was, well, okay, well, didn't see that coming." I mean, I was expecting I was expecting news about sort of the continuing tracing, the, the continuing tracing efforts, and the idea that um, everyone's got to get everyone's got to get vaccinated if you're if you're eligible and um and that uh the, the, the um they've changed the, they've changed the rules in victoria so if you if you're if you're under the age of 40 and you and you want to get astrazeneca you can as long as you give your consent to it but i really wasn't expecting any ladies to say well go okay, based on the advice there aren't any cases in regional victoria there aren't any, there aren't there aren't really any contact sites I think, I think apart from a couple in regional victoria um there's no there's no real indication the virus is anywhere in regional victoria so well. um we will let regional, we will let regional Victoria out of lockdown. And and not only that, not not only will we let that lockdown, we will snap back to the condition that you had. Um, before the start of lockdown six.
0: And thank so, goodness um, for that. And that's a big relief. But um, that announcement yeah. yesterday does yeah. seem to be one that um, they didn't have it leak out to the media because it seems like just about every other announcement that the government has, it leaks out in some fashion. And that's why I watch the state political reporters very closely on social media absolutely. because uh, what yeah. they say seems to happen hours later. And Absolute, um, absolutely, know, yeah. that's what seems to happen. So this particular one, for some reason, it seemed to be kept under wraps.
1: Yeah, perhaps they have, perhaps they have identified the leak, or, or for whatever reason they didn't quietly slide the media at least to some of the, some people, some, some people I've actually worked with over the course of their journey, who are, who, are, who are now state political reporters in, in Melbourne. And um, um, but yeah, they, they kept them very they kept them one very close to the chest. Um, and so when the announcement came, I was like, "Well, okay, good news. Good news for regional Victoria. I think I think, that, I think that's what Daniel Andrews said yesterday. It's a, it's a great day for regional Victoria, right. and I think it is because we would rather you would rather not be in lockdown than be in it. I guess. And if um and if the chief officer says that it's safe enough that the that the restrictions of are uh, no longer lead to reply, the five reasons that you have to leave home are no longer relevant. Then them, um, then go ahead and do that. I'm sure all the I'm sure all the local businesses down this way. We'll be very happy about snapping back to those conditions pre-lockdown six.
0: The leaker is usually the person that's on their phone during the cabinet meeting, sending text messages out there. Is my experience.
1: Yeah, it must, it must, it must be extraordinarily hard to stop this sort of leaks when everyone's got mobile phones and everyone's got everyone's got really good internet connections and everyone's got excellent cameras to sort of to, to quietly take pictures. Not only, not only not only quietly take pictures, also take audio recordings too of anything mm. that might happen to be said. Um, so, um, but as long as the announcements sort of keep coming in a timely fashion you know, there's a, there's a, and as long as whoever's doing the leaking is leaking for for good reasons to sort of get ahead of the game a little bit in terms of giving giving the journalists of the world such as myself a bit of a heads up in terms of what is going to be announced within minutes, um, then, yeah, that's probably a good thing. And, it, and you're absolutely right. It is, pro- it, is probably worth, it is probably worth keeping an eye on Twitter just to see um, what the people, what the Melbourne reporters of the world are saying um, in the... Especially in the hour ahead of the press conference, well, you always have that sort of that, that first verse of speculation, like first thing in the morning, when someone has a someone has a quiet drop to the held sun, or or or, or whoever it is about about what about what the announcement that day is, is going to become, and, the, and then you see. Maybe maybe somewhere somewhere between an hour and half an hour before the before the press conference itself, someone comes and says, "Right, Jim, firm, this is what's it." You go, oh, "Okay, yep, they've clearly been in, They've in Insurance, and um, it's okay to tell people this because this is this is what's going to be talked about in about in about half an hour.
0: A lot of talk about um, keeping the areas separate, so making sure that metropolitan Melbourneians don't come down here to regional Victoria. I know that in sure. lockdown four, we had a similar situation where I think for about a week um, we were out of lockdown, but metropolitan Melbourne was and I know they didn't assemble the Ring of Steel during that time and it seemed like the virus didn't spread into regional Victoria so I'm just hoping that that works again do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, but I mean but I, I, hopefully there has been well, it's, it's very hard to sort of enforce Personal behaviour. I think. I think New South Wales is having this problem right now in terms of the circumstances. Of graph. Yes. New South Wales has it has it much tougher than we do right now. In terms of, I'm not sure if you've seen any of the any of the trending graphs. I know there were. I think there were like 20 new cases reported in in, in Victoria today. And that's pretty bad. But in, in New South Wales, over the past week, they've been averaging about 200 or something like that. It's been it's been it's been awful. The curve just keeps going up. Um, but hopefully um, everyone has well and truly got the idea that if you're if you're at any sort of if you're at any sort of risk of having the virus or possibly contracting the virus, just don't go anywhere. Just stay home. And I totally sympathize for all those people that feel like they've got no choice and they have to leave home because they have to work or whatever reason. But one um, of the one of the lines of Danny Landers and, and Martin McCooler and James Molino and all of the other ministers that have stepped up over the past few days have been saying, "Has been if you if you need to isolate, um, we ha- we have some cash to give you, and if you uh, uh, and if you have a test, uh, uh, and, uh, and if your test comes up negative, we we, ha- we have more cash to give you. So there's certainly that support available, and hopefully, hopefully that's um, hopefully that's doing its job. Hopefully, hopefully the payments that are out there are enough to sort of, for people to survive on for, for while they while they wait for their test, or while they wait for their while they wait for their." Um, Wait for their test to come back, and 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 during their isolation period. But um, yeah, I'm hope I, I, I'm certainly not seeing a, a, a flood of cars screaming down the Surf Coast Highway coming into Torquay, for example. I mean, I'm sure, then there's always going to be a certain number of people who just who will think for whatever reason that the rules don't apply to them, and oh, it'll be fine, and oh, everybody knows me, and I can and I can get away with going to the supermarket and buying a little milk, and no one care because I've been coming coming to this place for years and years, even though I live in Melbourne. But hopefully, everyone's got the idea that when we the the idea of staying at home isn't some sort of dictatorial requirement of the government trying to sort of impose itself on every single facet of your life it is really the it is really the best way it's short of us everyone getting vaccinated to whatever percentage you, you think is appropriate 7% 80% whatever that is um, it really is sort of the best and kind of the, the first best and only um, the first best last and only way of sort of preventing the spread of the virus is it, for people not to move and the best way for people not to move is 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 is, is, is for people to stay at home
0: the other thing I've noticed a bit, and I just wonder what your thoughts are, is it seems like the virus maybe doesn't spread as aggressively in regional Victoria. I'm sure that mm. they'd be probably doing some studies on this. But, you know, when it came down to Bowen Heads or even up to Mildura, if that had been mm-hmm. a suburb of Melbourne, it seems like you'd have 20, then 40 people infected with the virus. For some reason in um, regional Victoria, perhaps we socially distance a bit more. Or we don't all go to the same common location. We sort of spread out a bit more.
1: Yeah, there's probably some thinking to that. There's probably there probably is a sort of a. I mean, I'd love to see the modelling. I'm sure this is probably one of the questions that the journalists have been hurling at the earlier press conferences for the past probably probably months and months about sort of asking asking to see the modelling and saying, oh no no, I don't know I don't know. We can't see the modelling because this is a day by day forecast. We can't give you any predictions about what targets sort of need to be met and what, and, uh, and uh, what targets we think will be met based on where the spending goes. But I'd love to see some sort of comparison between sort of metropolitan spending regional spending because, as you say, there are there are literally there are less people. Per square meter. Once you get outside the metropolitan Melbourne, and so I guess with less people per square meter means less spread of the virus per square meter. And obviously, I I, I don't know about with how the Delta strain goes in terms of sort of its. It's um, it's lasting effect on surfaces and whatnot. But yeah, there, there probably is something to the idea that there's more of a space people can spread out more, which I guess is one of the which is one of the large attractions of people coming to regional areas in the first place. Really, the fact there is there is more space in here, as, as nice as urban, as nice as urban Melbourne is. Sometimes people like like to have lots of trees and lots of grass around them and paddocks and that sort of thing. So yeah, so so so, so there might be something to 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 um, it being less less chancey, if you like, in terms of in terms of the regional restrictions.
0: Moving along to looking at the Surf Coast Shire, and it seems like it's an interesting time just from reading your publication lot the big decisions around yeah. uh, oil and gas, around planning. Even I see talk about um, the budget of Surf Coast Shire coming into question and whether they'll go into deficit and whether it's sustainable. So um, what are you making out of what's going on at the moment?
1: Yeah, this is, this is, this is always an interesting year, the first year of a, of a new council when they set up the council plan and set up the health and wellbeing plan. The and it really plan, is
0: new, plan. isn't it? There's not a lot of yeah. ex-councillors there.
1: That's right. It's a new council in terms of – they've just been elected. That's a new council, I think, of seven of the nine, if I have that right. Yeah, that have, sounds right. Have have uh, have not been on council before. So they've got a lot to do in terms of the things that they're, that they're statutorily obliged to do because that's what, that's what happens when you're a councillor and and, 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 and you've got to put yourself together a budget. But also lots to do in terms of um, – this is something. That, this is something that they've never been done before. I mean, I wouldn't want to see the size of their of their briefing packs. I'm sure they're enormous, and the way and and the, and the various things they've got to get their heads around. But yeah, it does it does raise the question. This is something that I remember Keith Bailey brought up a very long time ago when he was still CEO in terms of um. The amount the shire wanted, wanted or needed to spend on the various projects and initiatives we wanted to do, and the amount of money that, that, that the Surf Coast Shire was actually bringing in in terms of revenue. And um, yeah, and this is this has been sort of a low level discussion that's been going on a long time. It says there's going to have to be some rationalisation and some very hard decisions about the services um, and the infrastructure the Surf Coast Shire actually provides. And so. I think it is It is probably a good thing that the Surfcar Shire is being as open as possible about this and it's calling for submissions to the various strategic documents that it has on exhibition as of right now. So if you've got thoughts about what you want the Shire to be spending money on, or perhaps more importantly, what you don't want the Shire to be spending money on, um, I'd suggest you get them in as fast as possible so the Shire can make his decisions with as, um, with some kind of level of community support.
0: I suppose it's an exciting time if you're a Surfka Shire resident because it's almost green fields. When everything's up for review, there can be opportunities for big change and even meaningful change.
1: Well, that's right. That's right. I mean, if there's, if there's ever going to be a groundswell towards a certain... Um, a certain particular project or a certain particular ethos, a way of life, and this is the time to do it. I know that um, the the, uh, Shah put into those council plan, they have their their seven principles and their... And their and their vision statement and this is all these are all formed by sort of a, by a representative group, um, and panel was formed. I think there were I, th- I think there were thirty five members on the panel. They all sort of went together. And said, these are, these are kind of the principles we'd like to sort of have guiding our guiding our future for the next for the next four years, for the next ten years, and into and into the future beyond that. So um, this is so if there's ever going to be a, a sort of a a concerted effort for the shy to go in any particular direction, doing it now while these documents have been written but not yet yet finalised and not yet fully signed off. This is is the time to do it.
0: And uh, something to leave us with, what's coming up in the paper this week, I'd imagine a bit of talk about uh, the end of lockdown. You've been lucky, actually, with the news cycle that it sort of coincided with your publication.
1: Yeah, I I, I I will take all the conveniently dropped news I can get and I'm sure you know that. But um, one of the, one of the one of the one of the more useful stories, the one that came out online for us last week, but it will be in the paper tomorrow, will be being heard on Thursday, is the return of the Rip Curl Pro to Bells Beach in 2022.
0: Yeah, that's great very news,
1: isn't it? It's which is very very good news. They're absolutely they're absolutely stoked, as they say, in surfing in surfing parlance, down at Rip Curl about about that news. So they because they because they love the Rip Curl Pro because it's obviously obviously got their name on it. But in terms of the in terms of the event, it's been running it's been running down here for the better part of six decades. <laughs> Um, it's a real boost for the town, um, and, inter- and it'll be interesting to see how it how it how it goes in terms of. I mean, obviously, um, April April ten to twenty, I think, are the dates for next year, and that's that's obviously a long way away, and a lot can change between now and then. But it'll be interesting to see how they end up running the event, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes. As this year this year is the um, sorry the uh, next. World Surf League Championship Tour will be the first tour with a mid-season cut, and so and so the mid-season cut essentially is sort of like in like in golf, I suppose, when you get sort of to a certain point of the tournament, everyone below a certain level on the leaderboard gets cut out, and it's just the, and it's just the people playing above that. So uh, so that cut happens at the event after Bell's Beach, which is in which is in Margaret River. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the surfers approach that one.
0: Um, do they have a clear plan on how they're going to manage the issues around, for example, hotel quarantine and bringing people in from overseas? Because I think that was the barrier to it being held down here this year, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, no, I have, I have, I have, I have no idea about that, but, Mitchell, it's very early.
0: You've got to ask them questions, I think, around that. Look, thanks so much exactly. for being on the program. Really appreciate it. Talk to you in two weeks' time. Hopefully lockdown free. Thanks, Mitchell. Uh, James Taylor there, the Associate Editor of the Surf Coast Times.